everybody, happy Wednesday. My name is Morgan Woolard. And my name is Kat O'Donnell. Welcome to Millennials Unscripted. We're two millennials and we'll be coming to you every Wednesday unfiltered, unscripted, and unapologetic as we provide our perspectives on relationships, work, and life. If you're looking for advice or just to chat with your friend that tells it like it is, you've come to the right place. So today we really wanted to like go more into detail like things we go through on our day-to-day lives and I think like one thing that Kat and I always talk about is our relationships and kind of like how they compare and just to like get another person's perspective and like what they do in their relationship and I really wanted to dedicate this episode to like keeping the spark alive because I feel like most of our audience is women in relationships so that's something that women in relationships love to talk about and to hear about just like how to make their relationship better um and keeping the spark alive doesn't have to be sexual all the time and it can mean like emotional physical um intellectual and yeah so let's get into it yeah I remember when we were talking about what we wanted to talk about Last week, still unscripted, but we come, we have a topic. <laughs> and sometimes I listen to Call Her Daddy, and I was like, well, their audience are people who are looking to just hook up, you know, a little bit more casual. And so on the other side is, I think we have those women who are looking for something a little bit more serious, whether they're in a relationship or looking to be in one. Or sometimes these were just questions that I wanted answered to know what a healthy relationship even looked like, even if I wasn't in one or trying to pursue one. Um, Morgan is definitely my go-to. Um, some of the other relationships that I know in my life are not that healthy. So Morgan is like really my go-to. And we've talked about this before and something I think is really important that Morgan's going to talk about is that routine. How to break it. Yeah, I think at least like in my own experience in my current relationship, which is by far the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. Um, And... I had, like, a really kind of, like, a self-problem that I wouldn't even talk to my boyfriend about in the beginning because I was, like, we do the same thing every day. You come home from work, and my boyfriend and I live together, for those of you that don't know, so it, like, makes it even worse. (laughs) You come home from work, I, you know, cook you dinner, and then I walk the dog, and you come home. We eat dinner. We put up, we watch one episode of a show, and then... We go, we shower, we go to sleep. And same thing again and again and again. And then the weekend rolls around. We're like, oh, what do we do? We're together all day. What do we do? And I was just, like, getting so, I think, resentful and, like, angry because I was bored. And, you know, when you're bored, you don't really want to, like, get in lingerie or be sexy like you have no desire to do that you're just like I guess if you want to have sex I guess we can have sex like Like, whatever oh you're in the mood oh oh no (laughs) (laughs) and I think that was like my biggest problem and I know a lot of people struggle with this as well so like what I did first things first you have to talk about it 
with your significant other and actually sit them down and say like I feel this way and I feel like we're like stuck in this like daily routine and I want to get out of the routine so we can like switch things up and be spontaneous and get back to kind of like how we used to be when we were first dating because I know everyone has that where they're in the honeymoon phase and it's so exciting and it's all talking and flirting and sex and doing all these fun things and then you know in my boyfriend and I's case it was like okay we decided to move in together and then once you live together you're together 24 hours <laughs> and then you like get really easily like push into routine at first it's not a big deal because routine is like that's a part of life and but then it's just like you start to get bored you start not wanting to have sex you start not wanting to you know like go on these like really fun dates anymore um and you sort of just get into this like new way of life and it's not that fun so I would say yeah my first step would be to talk about it next step would just be like coming up with like a game plan like whether and it can be like the most simplest things at first like it can be um you know, like for us, it was, I was cooking every night and that's why I was getting like a little bit resentful because I felt like I was doing so much for him and we switched it up to like, we were going to do every other day. So he would help out with the cooking. So I felt like, you know, when he was cooking, I could relax and like drink a glass of wine or something like that while he cooked. And, um, also like doing something you both enjoy together. So sometimes like we did, um, like, on a Sunday or a Saturday night, we would find a recipe online and, like, cook that together. And he would help out with this portion. I would do the other portion. Um, so the, And also, like, um, we're both very, like, athletic people. We like doing something active. Um, so we started, like, going to the gym together, um, going on, like, nature walks or there's not really much really to do around here that's like nature walks, but we're both very like outdoorsy. So we would find like little things you can do outdoors. Like we would, we bought paddle boards. Um, we started like paddle boarding together. Um, so that's like those little things that you can do. And like, it can be something totally different for you, depending on like what you enjoy. I would say just like go back in your head of like, kind of what you love to do with that person in the beginning like for us in the very beginning of our relationship like we would do all these really fun like go to zoos and be around animals and do this and I would come to work I remember like every Monday and kind of be like what do you guys do this weekend and I'd tell her she'd be like she'd be like oh my god that sounds so much fun and that was like a big part of like kind of what cultivated our relationship and what made it what it was So you just have to find what works for you in order to get back to that place. For us, like, it was, like, those little things that just helped us get out of routine. Um, And also, like, looking at yourself, like, your life cannot be about your significant other. It cannot be, like, for me at that point in my life, I was becoming so resentful because my life revolved around him. I, I worked from home and I would sit at home and I would work and I would just take care of the dog. And at that point, our dog was a puppy and was like very badly behaved. And I would have to deal with that all day and then cook dinner and just wait for him to come home. And he, to me, like he had it easier. He also like worked two hours away 
used to, not anymore. Um, so it was like, I literally just like waited for him to come home and my schedule revolved around him. And if he didn't, if he didn't get home in time to go to the gym, I wouldn't go to the gym. And you really cannot do that to yourself. Like you have to have things that are your own and you can't schedule your day to day, your life around the person you're with because you know, they're not going to do the same thing. And like, you should want to do things on your own. You should still have your own things, your own life. And that person should just complement your life and like make it more enjoyable. Um, so like for me, I really had to get out of that mindset of like revolving everything around him. You know, like sometimes I just wouldn't cook if he was coming home. I just, oh, we can get takeout if you want it. Um, you know, obviously I can't like pawn my dog off on someone. (laughs) So like, obviously I'm still taking care of my dog, but like not putting so much pressure on myself to like make everything perfect, make sure the house is clean, make sure he has a cooked meal when he comes home, you know, because I am like a caretaker by nature. So I like to do those things. And it kind of took me to like, take a step back. Um, at that point, like I was in therapy. So my therapist helped me with this of like realizing like, you know, if the dishwasher isn't loaded or it's not unloaded, like it's not the end of the world. For me, it was like, if they were doing dishes in the sink, they had to be put away. And so like, I would get kind of angry because I was like doing, felt like I was doing all the cleaning, but I never asked him if he could help. You know, it was me just like feeling like I had to do it. So, and I think every single person has a quirk like that where they like have to do something, you know, whether it's cleaning, cooking, um, you know, taking care of the dog, I don't know, whatever it is, but I think everyone has, like, that little thing, so you just have to, like, take a step back and not be so controlling over every little thing, and just, like, enjoy your life, you know, if you want to go do this during the day, like, for me, it was, like, going to the gym, so the gym was, like, kind of, like, my release from my dog, and from, like, feeling like I had to be this perfect girlfriend, and just, like, going to the gym and, like, being, like, my normal self, and for me, that was, like, mental health, you know, everyone has their own kind of mental health, maybe it's, like, a bubble bath with a glass of wine, or, uh, like, a romantic comedy, watching that in bed, like, or watching, you know, like, The Office, or Friends, or something like that, I think those are, like, really good examples of, like, your own self-care and your mental health, and you have to, like, make that a priority before your significant other, like, you should always come first, Um, so I would say like, that's kind of, yeah, how we got out of a routine. Um, I would say how you get out of a routine is putting yourself first. Yeah. hundred percent. What do you think? Yeah. So funny. You have me like reminiscing about the beginning and I'll never (laughs) forget. Like we, I went skydiving on our second date. We took cooking classes. This was like all within two weeks, mind you, of, of dating, skydiving, cooking classes, like, night rides down A1A at, like, 2 in the morning, and our honeymoon phase ended quite quickly because I remember sitting down with Eric and was like, hey, I know this is super fun and it's super spontaneous, but it's affecting my sleep schedule, it's affecting my work schedule, and I'm not always going to be fun. I literally remember, like, you yeah. need to understand 
sometimes I just want to sit on the couch. Sometimes I'll be in a bad mood. And he was like, thank you for bringing this to my attention. (laughs) Very responsive to this. Um, But then, you know, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I'm right there with you. We've been stuck in that routine. And I always love to hear what Morgan did on the weekend because it gave me ideas. Um, You know, something... Eric and I, I, we like to take, doesn't happen all the time, but walks at night after dinner. Just get outside, don't bring your phone, catch up about the day, um, you know, just discuss things because things get hectic um, when you're cooking or you're watching TV. It doesn't really give you that space to be like, hey, this happened to me. I want to get your opinion on it. Like, can we talk about it? Or even like, how'd you do in golf? Or he'll ask me like, what happened at work today? I thought like, taking a break from technology and television and just doing a bunch of stuff. And I think that's why nature walks and paddleboarding, you know, it's kind of like a mindless activity where you can still have those important conversations. Um, Eric, I love playing lacrosse. So like I taught Eric how to play lacrosse and we'll like throw a catch in the backyard every night. Um, He loves to golf. um, And this is actually something new. We started because we talked about the routine Um and so every weekend, we're just going to go out and play nine holes of golf because it's a fun activity. It gets us outdoors. Um, but, you know, it's something that we have to constantly have a conversation about. Not a bad conversation, but are you getting what you need? Are you happy? Um, so something else that we did that I thought was really, really good for our relationship was taking a little vacation. Um we weren't having as we weren't happy, both of us, with the amount of sex we were having. We kind of just, exactly like Morgan said, came home from work, made dinner, ate dinner, watched TV, went to bed. Uh, so I had a conversation with Morgan to see what she did. And she gave me like a few tips um, and advice of what worked for her in the past. And Eric and I were like both into it. So we implemented it and it had been better. But just like she said, it takes a conversation. You can't expect something of someone else without at least bringing it to their attention and giving them a chance to um, remedy it first. Um, what else do we do? I think for me, a tiny step that I did was just ask him to like, and I did it too, just put the phone away during dinner um, because... Not that we didn't enjoy each other's company. It would be sort of like, oh, let me show you something. And then just get sucked into your phone. Like, it wasn't like I'd sit down at the table and be scrolling. It just, like, I brought something up and it would go. So no technology is really big for me. Um, It would be like we watched a television show that I liked and then would watch a television show that he liked. So we started watching a show that we both wanted to watch together which has been really nice just because we're both into it and like we'll talk about the characters after um and then also I'm so glad you touched on it the doing something for yourself has been huge for me because while we are going to move in together in a few months um you know we would spend a lot of time together especially on the weekends and it got to be like, what do you want to do? Well, what do you want to do? Well, what do you want to do? When really I was like, I just want to read a fucking book. 
Like, so on the weekends for like three hours, he'll play his video games and I'll read my book and then we'll like reconvene after because it's just important that my needs are being met. And I don't want to become resentful at him because in the beginning, like, I wasn't reading my book and he was playing video games and I was just sitting there and I was like, stop playing stupid video games. Like, I'm not going to play them today. But then once I had my book, I was like, oh, go ahead, play your video games. Um, so vacation was like just time away, get back on our, our sex schedule. You're also like, like discovering a new city together which in itself is a really cool experience like new restaurants you haven't been to like cool parks Eric and I just went to Colorado and I know Morgan is going on a trip soon too and they're just a great way for me to kind of hit the reset button and something we were talking about earlier is like when you're married and when you have kids vacations can be a rare thing especially just getting a few days with your significant other alone I'm sure um so I'm really trying to like make the most of that now and appreciate and do stuff but then again there are days where like let's just watch tv yeah it's nice it's good but for me conversation is what I need that is a big form of intimacy for me and without that that's when I start to get unhappy Yeah, I'm the same way. And I think, like, a really key part in this is figuring out your love language. Um, So, like, for me, that is quality time and words of affirmation. Um, Quality time is really big for me. So, like, kind of when I was feeling, like, a certain kind of way, like, we were in a routine, like, I was feeling just, like, bored and unhappy then we, like, had the conversation. We figured out each other's love languages because you can't just, like, find out yours. You have right. To figure out your other, the other person's, too. Um, and so, like, we came up with quality time ideas. Like, if I'm feeling like we're lacking quality time, um, we won't, like, sit on the couch and watch TV while we eat dinner. We'll actually, like, sit down at the table, no TV, no phones, and actually like, have a conversation. Then again... My boyfriend and I talk during the day, during work. You know, sometimes at night, you don't really have much to talk about. Yeah. So then it becomes kind of awkward. Yeah. So it's okay to, like, watch TV while you eat dinner. It's not like you're neglecting the other person. It's just, like, being aware, like, if someone feels that way, then, like, sit down at the table and eat dinner and talk to each other, like, for a couple days. And then usually it just goes back to normal after that. Yeah. So it's fine. Um at that, like, earlier in the stage when I was feeling like we weren't having quality time, then we would go take a walk on the beach and, like, just he would talk about, like, his childhood, like, how he's feeling, you know, things he's excited about, um, and just, like, have a conversation with, like, no distractions, and that's really what quality time is, is just spending time together with no distractions. Uh, I think quality time can mean something different for everyone. I think it can mean going to the movies and just sitting there watching a movie together. And I think it can mean sitting down and having, like, a serious conversation. Or it can mean, um, like, going out and drinking or going out to dinner. Like, that can be quality time. Um, So it really, like, depends on your own definition of quality time. For me, it's, like, sitting there with no distractions and having a conversation. But that's different for everyone. 
Um, for us, it's like also like words of affirmation is big for me. Like I, when I bring up the trash cans or I do the dishes, he literally two years into our relationship still tells me like, thank you or thank you for doing this or let me do this. And, um, that's really nice. Um, which is like, I guess kind of like words of affirmation slash acts of service. Acts of service is mine. So when you're saying that, I was like, I think you guys do a good job of complimenting each other because like, and that's why Morgan was saying it's important to know. So I think Richard and I are very similar of like acts of service. So that means you need to give back to that person their love language, which right. is words of affirmation. Yeah. So when I do an act of service for him, he gives me a word of affirmation. So it like, it goes both ways and you have to realize like, this is a partnership. This is not my boyfriend and my girlfriend. Like, if you're committed in a committed relationship, you're partners. Yep. And you have to have those open conversations all the time about everything. Um, so, like, if there's something you want to do and that... But, like, I know in the beginning, like, I was very, like, kind of serving for him. And I wouldn't, like, tell him, like, something I wanted to watch or something I wanted to do. And that really, like, kind of made me feel kind of neglected mm-hmm. even though I never said what I wanted to do and it's not like and he didn't really ask but it's not like his fault you just have to have that conversation like hey um I know what we've been watching this favorite show of yours I really want to watch this would you mind if we watch this or even better like finding a new show that you guys can start and watch together that you both enjoy I think that's great because then you can get, like, really into it together. And it's something, like, of yours that you guys do together. Um, also, like, I would say probably when I was diagnosed with epilepsy, that was a really hard time in our relationship. Um, because I felt so, like, misunderstood by so many people. And a lot of my friends kind of left my life. And I put a lot of pressure on him to kind of fill those roles. Mm. And I think it's really important that we not do that because he's your boyfriend. He's not supposed to be like, yeah, we can say, oh, you're my boyfriend and you're my best friend. No, you're not my best friend. (laughs) So you really have to like put the time into yourself. If like you're in a situation like that where like he, you know, I would get mad at him if he would go out with his friends because I didn't really have anyone to go out with or anything. And I couldn't even drink at the time. I was so scared because seizures are so unpredictable that I would have a seizure or people just treat me differently. And I was so in my head that like I would get mad at him if he wanted to go do something for himself. And that's not fair to do because they're his friends and he should be able to go hang out with his friends and have fun. And that's something that you know, helps him kind of, like, reset, so to say. Yeah. And I really put a lot of pressure on him for that, and I can own that. And we've, like, had multiple conversations about it, but you really have to find what fulfills you, like, in yourself. Um, For me, that was, like, books. Um, Definitely, like, when Kat and I, like, started, like, developing our relationship even more, um, when we started the podcast, like, I would say that really helped. Yeah. Um, just, like, having something of, like, my own and something that literally had nothing to do with him whatsoever. And 
um, you know, I would say like Kat is my best friend where Richard has nothing to do with. Yeah. And a hundred percent. And so like, you really have to find, you know, also for me, it's like the gym, anything that exercises, um, you know, hanging out with my family, seeing my niece, um, being outside, um, watching like a really good movie or one of my like old time favorite shows. Like that's what helps me like feel like me. So if like you're going through something that kind of like changes your life in a little bit, um, don't let it control you and like alter all of your decisions and your day-to-day activities and how you feel all the time. Um, you really just have to find like little things that bring you back to like who you are and that make you happy and that should never like be a hundred percent your significant other I think they should have a part in what makes you happy but they shouldn't be like completely like the only reason you're happy because you it's kind of like when people say like oh he completes me I hate that (laughs) yeah it's like um I am complete already (laughs) yeah you should be complete already. And if you feel like you're not complete, then you should not be in a relationship. Um, I think, of course, like, if we lost the people that we're with, if she lost Eric, if I lost Richard, it would kill us. It, we would be devastated, but we'd be okay. You know, it may take a while, but we'd yeah. be okay. <laughs> I've seen them meet those memes where it's like, I will never be those people, like, will be like, move on after I'm dead. I'll grab them when I'm in the grave. And I'm like, that would be me for a long time. Yeah. And I just... But yeah, going back to what you were saying about, you know, love languages and also just having a good understanding of yourself is something I made the conscious decision of before I started dating again. I wanted to really get to know myself and make sure it's so cheesy, but it's true. Like, you can't really love anyone else if you don't love yourself. Um, so, excuse me. <laughs> acknowledging pe- acknowledging the fact that you'll be okay no matter what is a very crucial step of your relationship. It doesn't take away the fact that you cherish the time together, but – Knowing you'll be okay means, like, you can be open and honest if you have an argument. You shouldn't be scared of, like, well, what if we'll break up? I I shouldn't say that. It's going to upset him. Like, nope. Falls to the wall. I'll be like, I'm upset. I have no fear of breaking up because um, I know I'll be okay no matter what. And I know I've chosen a good partner. And that's something how Eric and I describe ourselves, too. Like, we're, we're partners in this. I definitely want to touch on date night. Oh, yeah. That's I a would good say one. that was a big one for us. It was every week, but, you know, dinners, they can be expensive. So we changed it to every other week. So we do every other Saturday. That's been consistent, I would say, through probably, like, started, like, three months into us dating. Love that. And we're now two years in, and we haven't... We've never strayed away from it. Sometimes we'll, like, switch it from Friday to a Saturday, but, like, whatever. Um, You know, I think early on, you can – usually when you start a relationship, you're going on dates, like, frequently and all the time with that person. Um, So really just, like, kind of scheduling time to kind of make yourself accountable, make the other person accountable of, like – okay, this night we're going to spend together and you get to plan it. It can be fun and it doesn't have to be dinner every time. It can be 
like something adventurous, um, you know, like going on a hike or doing an outdoor picnic. Picnics are something that like Richard and I love to do. Um, you know, just like things like that. I think also like having another couple, like a couple friend is also really good. Like I know for us, like always having Kat and Eric is like really fun. Game nights. Yeah. So much fun. <laughs> so much fun. It's so such like important. Kat and Eric. And I would say all four of us, actually. We're all very competitive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Not just Morgan and Richard. I'd say you a little bit more. Yeah. But we're game face. Yeah. Like, From the get-go. This is not time to joke around. No. <laughs> I totally forgot Eric's leaving for two weeks on Monday. <laughs> Did you just remember yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> because you're talking about date night, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, because we're, I'm, we're both observing, you know, self-quarantine or whatever. So I was like, maybe I could, like, cook dinner. Like, just making the table nice. Like, lighting a candle or yeah. sitting down with actual plates and silverware, not, like, takeout silverware. We used to do, like, puzzles. We would get a puzzle. Love that. And, like, play, like, some nice, like, you know, 90s R&B in the background. Some baby-making music. <laughs> And, you know, 
I already took my contacts out. You brushed your teeth already. Everything's ready. I just want to go to bed. And then you try and, like, have sex with me. Then I'm just like, I'm just going to lay here. Yeah. Minimal <laughs> effort. <laughs> um, but, like, I told her that for me, I like to have sex before I shower. Before it's completely dark outside. So, like, when he comes home from work, then we can, like, have sex. And then have sex, go shower, and then cook dinner. And then, perfect. Then you eat dinner. So perfect. And then you lay in bed. Done. Yeah. Your chores are. I can tell you firsthand, it is a game changer. (laughs) It is. I'm not like, oh my god, I'm falling asleep, but we need to have sex. But I'm falling asleep. I've like had sex with them before where I've been like on the verge of falling asleep. (laughs) Like, I'm like, am I having sex? Am I sleeping? It's a dream. (laughs) It's true. Sometimes I'll just keep my eyes closed. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, So good. Yeah. Mm, keep going in my head. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so that was, I totally agree with that one. Because, you know, sex can be a tricky conversation. I think that always keeping that line of dialogue open and being open to trying new things. In your relationship, who is the more adventurous sex person? How do you say that? Sex person. Right? Sexual being? I don't... So, Who is so more adventurous weird. sexually? There we go. Um, okay. So if we're talking about adventurous, I'd say me. But if we're talking about, like, a higher sex drive, it would be him. Which okay. has always been opposite in past. I'm like, aren't you old? Like, <laughs> isn't this, like, not right? Um... But yeah, I like I like doing new things or new places. I remember one of and this is like a gross location, but it was definitely like the best place ever as we were at like an Eagles game and had sex in the public bathroom. Ew! Oh yeah, Ew! disgusting. But it's like that spontaneity of like he just wanted to have sex and I was like New location. This is great. Um, But, yeah, you're getting me thinking about it. I'm like... I feel like in my relationship, I'm more adventurous and I have the higher sex drive. Yeah. You've said that to me before. You're like, I definitely want to have sex more times a week. Yeah. And especially, I think, in the beginning of our relationship when I kind of felt like we were getting into routine, I was like... I felt like I was initiating, like, probably, like, 95% of the time. And it makes you feel, when you're in that position, like, do they actually want to have sex with me? Do they feel like it's a chore? You know, uh, why aren't they initiating and I'm always initiating? Like, is there something deeper that's going on? Especially as a girl, we always think like that. We're like, worst case scenario. I'm fat. (laughs) I've let myself go. (laughs) And, um, sometimes, like, people just don't think to initiate or maybe, like, aren't comfortable or they're just not used to it. I am Richard's first serious girlfriend, so he's had his fair share of one-night stands, but it's never gone, like, really past that. And, you know, maybe he's talked to someone, I think the most longest he's talked to someone was, like, two months, probably. And we've been dating ever since. Good for Richard. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, 
Yeah, so I am more adventurous, and he's very like, let's make love all the time. I'm okay with that. Sometimes. Sometimes. But I like something a little dirtier every yeah. now and then. Yeah. Like, like let's switch it up. Because then it's like, if it's missionary for five minutes every night, then right. it's like... Okay. <laughs> I know what's coming. Then it's like that's when you get into a sexual routine, which yep. is like totally different than what we were talking about before. Um, so even though like I know sex can be a very uncomfortable conversation, especially if you've never had that conversation yep. and you don't want that person, especially because like women are literally bred. We, like, don't want to hurt man's egos. Right. So we're like, oh, we have to tiptoe around the subject. We don't want to say the wrong it's like, thing. like, I love it. I love it so much. You're great. You're so but great. It's yes. the I ever had. It's like, out with it. <laughs> you just, like, you need to be honest because there's, especially when you're in a relationship, there's always improvement. Always. Which is great. I'd rather there be improvement than just, like, nothing. Right. You know, like, I can talk about my own experience where... I never wanted to hurt his ego, but I physically cannot orgasm without clitoral stimulation. So, like, I, like, needed a vibrator. And he's not one to go the extra mile. Let's just say that. (laughs) So funny. And so, like, we needed to incorporate that, but I was having a really hard time, like, bringing that up to him because I didn't want him to, like, take it the wrong way because I was, like, faking it for some time now. Right. (laughs) Like, a long time. Yeah. And... Um, I did have to bring it up like, oh, well, I don't have the most intense orgasm perfect one. as when I use a vibrator. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, well, then, like, let's get you a vibrator. Like, yeah. let's do this. Because in that moment, he felt like he wasn't doing his job as my boyfriend of, like, sexually pleasing me, I guess would be the word. Yeah. Um. And it literally can go both ways. It's not all the time, like, my boyfriend's not sexually pleasing me. It can be your girlfriend, too. Mm -hmm. And having that conversation, like, you know, whether, you know, I orgasm better or have a better experience when you're on top or when we're doing this position or when we do it in this place, not just in the bed every night. Um, And sometimes it doesn't even have to start with the conversation. Like, say, like, it's the location thing. Say you like you need the different locations and you don't just want to have sex in the bed because then you get bored and then you don't really have a great time. Um, then like coming on to them when you're in the kitchen or the laundry room or something like that and you know making out with them. Obviously, like you know how to initiate. <laughs> so initiate there and not just like because sometimes having the conversation can be awkward. And maybe, like, the person you're with just, like, never thinks of that and never doesn't really, like, think of, like, oh, it might be better here. You know, some some of us are just, like, wired to think, like, more sexually like right. that. And maybe they'll like that even more and they'll do it like that more often. But I really think, like, all in all, switching it up is really necessary. Like, yes, because I need a vibrator when we have sex. We don't use a vibrator every single time. We still have, like, you know, classic sex every now and then. Right. Um, So, like, it's still that, like, switching it up to make it, like, interesting, you know, whether it's every now and then incorporating lingerie, um, you know, I would say, like, knowing what turns you on is key. Like, music. 
Music. Music. Music. Music. Yeah, definitely. I'm the same way. Do you have anything else? Um, really side note, I was like laughing to myself. I was like, wow, she went away. She like went around the vibrator part way more maturely than I did because I literally just showed up one time and like whipped it out. I was like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to use this. And then I was like, oh my God. And after like he was like, is that something you want to continue to do? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like with, you have to know who you're dating. Yeah. 100%. And I know that, not that Richard is vanilla, but that he's never been with a girl like me. Yeah. And he's never, like, been in a serious relationship where he's had to, like, overcome these issues, and I have. So it's kind of, when you're, when you're that person in the relationship, you really have to kind of take the reins and have that conversation and go about it in a light way. If I did what Kat did and I just showed up and whipped out a vibrator, he would be scared for his life. <laughs> and I know that, like, when I was like, I need to incorporate a vibrator into our sex life, so I was like, this is, like, getting to the point where I'm like, yeah. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I can't make it any longer. Are you asleep? <laughs> <laughs> and... So, like, the vibrator that I used to use on myself, I was like, he'd be scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need so a I, baby I, I had to get, like, a, you know, what's the word that what? I'm looking for? Like a, a smaller? Not, like, smaller, but, like, a... Gentle? <laughs> like a, like, an intro. Oh, um, yeah, an intro one. Okay. So I had to get, like, an intro vibrator to kind of, like, not scare him away. Right. Make him feel comfortable enough. And also, I would say, like, you have to, if you know what works for you and you're in a situation, you have to show him where you like it. Yes. Because he's not going to know. No, we know our body is better <laughs> than men. It's just a fact. Yes. So if you want to be pleased, you have to make sure it happens. Yeah. I know. 100%. What's something else that turns me on? Definitely different positions. What positions are your favorite? Um, well, I know what his favorite is. What's um, his favorite? His is me on top. Mine is him on top. I also like doggy. Sometimes we just I can't go on top if I have to pee in any way. Uh, first of all. I like I'll be terrified I'm going to pee. Oh no. But then also you have to pee after sex, so I'm like, fuck. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Um yeah, so those are sometimes we'll just do missionary and that's great. It doesn't always like you said, switch it up. It doesn't always have to be this crazy sex. You don't. No. I find that after date nights is when we have our more adventurous sex. Yes, for sure. That's what I think. I think it's more of like you're already in that romantic yeah. mood. Connected. You're like, this was a great night, babe. Yeah, like, I love this. Oh, and yeah. then that will lead to sex. And in that case, then you can have sex before bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's when we really but, do. Um, yeah, just like, like for me, I think once we were like, got to more deeper part of our relationship like I didn't want to do doggy style anymore yeah I just felt like when we would do it I was like I feel like I'm having like one night stand I'm getting fucked like I do not feel like I'm having sex with my boyfriend or the guy that I live with you're like like we can't see each other's faces I know sometimes I'm like where are you looking (laughs) 
always But curious. I do know, like, I like to go on top, but he, even if I'm on top, he will find a way to feel like he is fucking me. Oh, see, I'm like, uh-uh, my turn. <laughs> he, like, will literally hold my back down, so I can't move. <laughs> no, no, I'd be like... Because he literally, and I've, like, known this and tested it before, that, like, he will not come if I'm the one fucking him. Oh, really? If I'm the one, like, making him come. Like, he's, like, more dominant. He's, like, dominant. And I, like, already have a dominant personality. Right? Me too. So, like... (laughs) So, like, you might as well just get on fucking top then. Right. Because you feel like you have to fuck me. Yeah. For some odd reason. Yeah. Ego. See, (laughs) even in our sex life, Richard and I are pretty similar, which is, like, interesting because typically it's, like, those with a dominant personality tend to, like, to be more submissive, but me, I'm, like... I think it's funny because definitely in our relationship dynamic outside of the bedroom... Yeah. I'm way more dominant than he is. He's very submissive. What can I do for you, baby? And, like, very sweet and whatever I want. Right. And then in the bedroom, he has to dominate. So that's kind of, like, how he offsets it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if more men are like that. It's pretty common. It's pretty common. I think that, you know, and there it's – I'm glad you brought it up because it's not always, like – I like to kind of test to see what people like in bed, you know, rather than having, like, a conversation of, like, blah, blah, blah. Of course, we'll have those. But at the same time, it's, like, kind of... And it's more fun that way. Yeah, like, figuring out what they like, and that is exactly right. It's fun for me to subconsciously know that, like, I killed it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. competitive, even in the bedroom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like... Fucking rocked your world. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, sex is very important. I think that it's not the craziest sex I've ever had before. No. That's a, and Kat that's and a were, fact. Kat and I were talking about this before. Like, if you never judge who you're with, like, if you're in a relationship based on, like, if they're the best you ever had. Can't do it. I promise you, you'll never end up with the best you ever had. Can't do it. You know, sex is important, but it's such a small part of a relationship. It's not the most important part. Um, I would say the intellectual and the emotional connection is way more important than the sexual connection. You can't be with a dummy. Like, I remember, like, I, because, like, I would always go for, like, the hottest guy in the bar. Like, I, I, I had a type. It was, like, tall, blonde, light brown hair. Tan, muscular, like, athlete. Athlete, 100%. Richard is not an athlete. (laughs) I don't know how this happened. (laughs) And I could not hold a conversation with them because they were so dumb. So dumb. And I was like, all of a sudden you start talking to them and your attraction just goes down. You're like, shh. And they become uglier. (laughs) Yes. Don't talk. Please don't talk. (laughs) So... Definitely with Richard and I, we can have, like, conversations about um, the future, about politics, about life, about family, about values, morals, and the fact that we can, like, hold those kinds of conversations and always, like, expand on them. 
um, I would say is the most like valuable part of a relationship because like once you have that connection, it kind of develops that like physical connection as well because you become more attracted to them when they're smarter. Yep. I'm like, wow. I'm like, mm, you're smart. That's what I said. I said, baby, you're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I think whether it's keeping the spark alive or just sex because the two aren't mutually exclusive, what I would say would be the most important part is knowing yourself and, you know, keeping that open line of communication But it takes effort on both parts. It can't just be you and it can't just be them. And I think once you kind of find that synchronicity, is that the right word? Synchronicity? Synchronicity? I don't know. Who fucking knows? (laughs) Um, That's when, like, yeah, (laughs) you will be able to find out and, like, get that balance that you're looking for. Such a good note to close this on. Right? I'm genius. (laughs) All right, fam. That's it for this week. If you've made it this far, you're a real one. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode and leave us a review to let us know how we did. DM us any questions or stories you have and have an amazing week.